Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. These low-carb rinds can get you through the daily grind. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Day two on Radio Row here in Phoenix, and we're already making news. We're making uh, headlines. This has, like, gotten way out of control, and it's only day two. So I love Super Bowl week. It's fun to see all my old friends. The last thing I needed was a burning controversy. All of a sudden, <laughs> this morning, my phone starts blowing up. <laughs> Saying, oh, I see your co-host is out causing trouble. <laughs> I, and listen. You were there. I was there. <laughs> and, I'm, I mean, do you want to share what the take was? It caused all this turmoil in Radio Row and all over Phoenix? I mean, I didn't realize I'd get people coming up to me. Great take. I'm getting offered to go on podcasts now yeah. to defend the take. And what I said was, Nick Sirianni, who's obviously coaching in the Super Bowl for your Philadelphia Eagles, likes to bring his kids up to the podium in the press conferences Adorable. after games. Sweet. Adorable. The kids are so cute. But I said, hey, maybe you shouldn't, not maybe, you shouldn't bring mm. your kids to the yeah. podium after games. That's where reporters are trying to ask questions and do their jobs. How about have the kids down on the field, getting the confetti. You can have them on your social media. There's plenty of ways for your kids to get airtime. We're going to find out who your kids are and tell you how cute they are. They don't have to be at the press conference when reporters are trying to work. So, I, yeah, I am aware of that because it's about the 14th time you told me. This is why <laughs> I was just had a, I just had a conversation, name drop, with Stu Gott from the Dan Lebertard Show. Yeah. We were talking about this take. Big fan of Stu Gott's. Yes, we were talking about this take, and I said I think my, my take meter was off because when you said it, I knew it was a hot take, but I didn't know it would catch fire. And here's why. Because you had said it to me off camera. So I'd already. So the, my point is, it. my point is, there was nothing. You weren't trying to make a hot take. You honestly felt this <laughs> way. I just want to point out and clarify for the audience: there was no intentional hot take here. You didn't craft <laughs> a hot take. You were already mad about those kids being up at the press conference, which I I get that kind of sort of. I'll just say it, sort of. I, sour grapes from you about certain things <laughs> or negative negativity no. where no negativity belongs <laughs> it's not sour grapes yeah. because Nick Sirianni didn't beat the Bills if he had beaten the Bills that would have been the <laughs> but this was genuinely it's Maggie Grace thought personal. process this was not a hot take it was nothing against Nick Sirianni you honestly didn't think you, you came in the next day you're like I don't think you should have his kids up there people are trying to work listen I for people who think I'm just like parachuting in I'm on record. I didn't yeah. like the state going back to Jason Kidd used to do this, yeah. like in the basketball days. I've been staunchly in this no kids at the press conference corner all through Steph Curry, everything. I just, there's a million ways and a million cool ways that kids can get involved, but they don't have to be Wait, at the press conference. Uh, so you talked to Nick Sirianni last night. What did he say when you <laughs> confronted him? What could, you got time for one question yeah. at media night. What was the, the hard-hitting journalistic question you asked him? Staked out Sirianni. Yeah. Had to elbow my way up to the front at media night you. because, yep. you know, and I've got a little experience. I've yeah. done this before. I'm a, you know, capital J journalist, right. you know, for many years at Sports Illustrated. And um, I got to the front. Finally, it was my time. And I said, what's your sign? What's your sign? <laughs> you didn't mention your boiling hot take that was about to take off nationally. You didn't mention, no. hey, what's the deal with the kids at the press conference? You said, hey, what's your sign, your astrological sign? Yeah, and the reason why I asked is because we asked a lot of people what their sign was last night as a homage yeah. slash tip of the cap to Aaron Rodgers, yeah. who was a guest on an astrological web webinar, web seminar yeah. yesterday. And so if you're listening to our show today, you're going to uh, hear this for the guests we have on Radio Row. We are going to ask their sign. Yeah. We will give their horoscope and see if it matches up. It. And Sirianni's was right on the nose. If I told you three years ago that at Super Bowl <laughs> Media Day, 
you're going to elbow your way in to talk to Nick Sirianni to t ask him an Aaron Rodgers-related question about his astrological sign, while all the while simmering in the backdrop <laughs> is a hot take you had about Nick Sirianni, who we had never heard of until he was the Eagles coach, yeah. and his kids at the press conference. Surreal. Yeah, yeah. When I, yeah, I, I, I hope no one at SI was listening. <laughs> All my <laughs> old journalism pals, I hope they didn't see well, that one. But it was funny it. nonetheless. You know, it's funny. You've you've been you've had hot takes before, and I say hot take in the sense that things have really caught fire. Did this one surprise you? Yes, because I'm not the only person who said this. You know, I, I think there's other reporters who maybe think it, maybe people don't want to mm. say it, because it's generally the more famous people who bring their kids up. It's the coaches. It's the stars. Yeah, like, it's never like, you know, the fifth guy on the depth chart who's bringing their kids around. A lot of NBA stars do it. Yeah, and, you know, baseball, guys bring their kids into the clubhouse. Like, yeah. It, but it's just while you're talking to the media, maybe the kids can just sit to the side for a second. Like, I wouldn't bring my three-and-a-half-year-old in for a produ you know, production meeting with our boss like or, you know, something mm. like that. It's just a, a bit more of a professional setting. I know it can get kooky and it can be funny, but sometimes it can get contentious, and you never know where a press conference is going to go. Uh, I had my 10-year-old daughter on the show, and I didn't know that you were secretly judging me the whole time. <laughs> I loved it when she came on. <laughs> so we were doing a radio show. Oh, okay. I, the only thing that I really kind of disagree about is the press conferences. I think there are a lot of hot air. And look yep. at the two coaches here. You have Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid. Andy yeah, Reed, let's break it down. Andy Reid pioneered, well, pioneered saying nothing in the press conference. Right. Andy Reid could have 20 kids up there. He never says anything. And last night we were at media night. Nick Sirianni actually, I think he might have tripped into something and actually said something that is maybe a storyline, which is something you would never get from Andy Reid. Okay, so I, he said this in the nicest way possible, yeah. right, which was Nick Sirianni when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs when everyone on that staff basically got fired right. for Andy Reid to come in and take over. He talks about, and he's talked about this last night, how gracious Andy Reid was by basically bringing everyone in face-to-face -face and tell them they'd been let go. And he said he called on that, recalled that experience when he had to do a, a very similar and difficult thing with the coaches who got fired when mm. Doug Peterson got fired so in Philadelphia. So he says that, but he also said it did leave a chip on his shoulder at the time, now, even now and throughout his coaching years, and you'll always remember getting fired. And he said that when he had caught on with the then San Diego Chargers, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and he said in the press box he went nuts. He was, like, fist-bumping and felt a little gratification or payback or whatever you want about the Chiefs firing him and Andy Reid firing him specifically and then them getting a little retribution years later. And so I think that he says all the right things, and I'm sure he does really respect Andy Reid, but oh, I do think there's, a, there's still that chip because everyone at that level has a chip. Tom Brady has it. Michael Jordan had it. All the greats have it. They never let it go. And I could see Nick Sirianni saying all the right things, but I think he wants to beat Andy Reid badly, not just to win the Super Bowl. Mm. I think to show him, hey, look at what you missed out on. You didn't evaluate me in the right way, and now I'm a Super Bowl-winning head coach, just like you. Uh, okay, I'm not sure that's true. Because the coaching fraternity, everybody gets fired. And every the amazing thing, he was talking right before you asked your hard-hitting question. He was <laughs> yes. talking about being with Brian Dable in Kansas City. And I immediately said, wait, Brian Dable and Nick Sirianni coached together? Yep. Did you know that? And they all coached. They're all, I'm looking at this 2012 Kansas City Chiefs staff. The team was terrible. It's loaded with future coordinators, and yep. it's a fraternity. So I, and Nick Sirianni is, it's interesting. And I'm going to tell you why. This is why I am actually giving the Eagles the coaching edge. Nick Sirianni is in this fraternity of young coaches who are killing in the NFL. And I'm sorry, 
I'm going to give the coaching edge to the Eagles because of youth. We saw Shane Steichen, wow. and we saw Jonathan Gannon and Nick Sirianni. I think that it might be a little bit of a young man's game, and I'm going to give them the edge, which is – I hate to say that because I'm old, and that, I, I would always <laughs> – Not, the, not as important. old as Andy Reid. But Andy Reid, it's funny. Andy Reid is almost talking about legacy and successors, and I, I feel like Nick Sirianni and Gannon and Steichen are – a rocket ship on their way up where Andy Reid is a great coach and a great play caller but Wait, are you I don't saying know. past his prime Andy Reid? Well whereas Sirianni prim- and these guys are ascending to their prime because I, I, I completely disagree by the way I, I, I like think experience I like matters Kyle McVay yeah Sirianni I like this young generation of coaches I think they're doing a lot of really bright things yeah and I think that could make a slight difference it's a slight difference on Sunday well I mean listen the difference with Sirianni is he's not calling plays so he's just responsible yeah. for the strategy for you know when you're going to use your timeouts what's going on in the game whereas Andy Reid obviously is famously calling plays and sometimes Reid gets a little tripped up on game management stuff mm. even now with all of his experience still gets tripped up on some of those things I think because he's calling plays he's got a lot going on I think you have to give the edge coaching wise though to Reed I mean mm. not only is this his fourth Super Bowl obviously went to nine NFC and AFC championship games combined but the reason why I like his experience is because the pace of this game is different than any other game the how long halftime is Mm. how long the commercial breaks are just everything about this game is just off and I think you need to go through it as a head coach at least once before you get this knowledge like what should I be telling my guys at halftime how to take care of their bodies yesterday you had a fun line about body parts stiffening up Uh, for the Rihanna halftime performance yeah Yeah. way to go way to make it blue pearl off but (laughs) you know but honestly like how do you approach that making sure guys are going to be okay I think you have to go through it once and Reed now is going through it for the fourth time yeah that's funny because I I can think of a team that actually got to go to four straight Super Bowls (laughs) and had the institutional knowledge (laughs) and then win one of them named the Buffalo Bills there's no evidence that the guys <laughs> except for bill belichick is obviously the anomaly in so many ways yeah there's no evidence that being there before gives you a big edge you Look, forgot to mention at that point that marv levy was like 100 <laughs> when he was coaching those bill teams. he's like literally 100 now and he was, was 100 then <laughs> marv levy was 32 years old and looked like he was 100 <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh, no it's I, wisdom I, it's called wisdom i saw an article on action network there's not a lot of evidence that experience coaching the super bowl or not having experience makes a big difference on covering the spread. Now, the experienced coaches have won more, mostly because Belichick has slanted yeah. the numbers. No doubt. But, the, you know, look at the – obviously, Sean McVay last year. I think Shanahan has really done incredible Yeah, but McVay things. had been in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And went and lost. I oh, think he got some it. of that institutional knowledge. Well, you know, a few of the Eagles players have been in a Super Bowl. Maybe it doesn't that helps. Feel, it doesn't feel to me like the Eagles are unprepared for this because they have a lot of veteran players. I just, you know what got me into Sirianni? That, that when he was on the sidelines and he got caught on a hot mic screaming, I know what I'm bleeping doing. Yeah. <laughs> he, here's the big edge. He is always aggressive on fourth down. Like Doug Peterson, who won the Super Bowl. Don't you get that connection? He is, not only is he aggressive, he's incredibly effective on fourth down. Wow. Has always called the right plays. Now, as an Eagles fan, I hope that lasts. But that little rugby scrum, he went for it in his own 30-something against the Niners. That's a huge difference, and I think that's, that's a coaching thing. That's an analytics thing and a coaching thing, and it's where the NFL is going. And I don't know that Reed is going to make the right calls on those, and I think Sirianni has and will. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Just because we're out here in Phoenix doesn't mean you can't call into the show and doesn't mean you can't interact with the show. Of course, we're across the country on all of our CBS Sports Radio affiliates. We're also streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Chat's up and running. I mean, new people coming into the chat. And can I tell you how much I appreciate the... What started as the Grainers, now is the Weedos and the Purple Drinkers. How welcoming they are <laughs> to every new person who joins the chat. It's like personal shout-outs. Like, it is a very, uh, like, welcoming community. They're not here. really called the Purple Drinkers, are they? Well, they're Weedos, they're Purple Drinkers. I, I like it. What day of the week it is, what they're into. <laughs> How about just Drinkers? <laughs> because I, I think it's unfair to say that our audience is just high. They also might be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Everything's possible on the Maggie and Perloff show. Um, one other thing about the coaching matchup and who has the experience and who has the edge here. We know Reed has the experience. This year, if we're talking about defensively, I know uh, Jonathan Gannon is now one of the hot names in terms of coordinators who could become head coaches, but Steve Spagnolo is actually the guy who once had a head coaching job with the Rams, didn't work out, but he's a Super Bowl-winning defensive coordinator. His defenses never put up these incredible stats during the season, and it always looks like they're the Achilles heel until all of a sudden you get like a game-breaker like Chris Jones who basically won the game. I mean, a lot of people did, but won the game Absolutely. for Kansas City against the Cincinnati Bengals and the AFC. And the other thing about Spagnolo and about this defense, they've gone up against – so much better quality of quarterback this season what? than what the Philadelphia Eagles face That's this season. Ridiculous. What? I mean, it's just the facts. You have Kansas City, who played against the likes of, obviously, uh, Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson, Derek Carr in their own division. They had to go against Kyler, had to go against Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, of course, Joe Burrow, where the Philadelphia Eagles – wasn't exactly murderer's row. You got Detroit early in the season. You got Kirk Cousins, obviously. That was a blowout. Okay. You had – Whoever was even quarterbacking Washington early in the season. So, wait, you're not saying Jalen Hurts is worse than all those guys. You're saying the Eagles have never faced an elite quarterback where the Chiefs have faced him. Exactly. I'm okay, talking about defensively. No, no, Hurts is in the conversation yeah, for great. I mean, I'm talking I was about, about to walk off the set right Kenny there. Pickett. I'm talking about uh, Davis Mills. I'm talking about uh, Matt Ryan with the Colts. And that was actually a close game. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers, before they went on their four-game winning streak, I mean, congrats. You got to face – Daniel Jones. I mean, it wasn't Andy Dalton. It wasn't exactly the murderer's row that the Chiefs defense has faced. So that's another reason I would give the coaching edge to Kansas City because Spagnolo has faced better quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, just guys who are just much better than anything that the Eagles faced this year. Sorry. I, first of all, I'm very angry. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'm a big Spags fan. He was in Philadelphia, too. Oh, yeah. Right. I forgot about I that. just think there's, there's just a lot of good and bad evidence on Spagnuolo, where we really, Jonathan Gannon, I think you could argue, has been more consistent this season. The Eagles the Eagles defense is really kind of miraculous. They were not, did anyone come in the season and say they were going to be the ultimate pass rushing team? Well, and, no, but when they traded for C.J. Gardner-Johnson yeah. and James Bradbury, yeah. it was like, oh, you guys just got some really good No, they have really good corners, weapons. but I think Hassan Reddick is, uh, nobody, did anyone say he's going to be like Von Miller was for the Broncos? He is tearing up the league, and I got to right. give Gannon some credit for that. Now, listen, Spagnuolo is a big blitzer, and the Eagles actually, I saw some numbers, have some vulnerability to the blitz, so it might be a good matchup. I, I'm not selling short the Kansas City staff. They're amazing. Yeah. They're, there's a reason they're in this dynasty. It's just as much Andy Reid as Patrick Mahomes. 
but I, I think that Sirianni is on is on a heater right now. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We want to hear from you. Who do you think has the coaching edge in this matchup? Is it Nick Sirianni? Is it Andy Reid? Uh, Jeffrey Howell is in the chat, who's a, a great listener to the show and contributes in the chat and says, Maggie, would it be okay if the little kids started talking X's and O's? <laughs> when they're up on the press conference with the coaches and the athletes. Maybe that would be something. It's like, yeah. what did you see on the final play? Okay, now what did you see on the final play? <laughs> Should your dad have called time out there? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I told you the lie. I don't know if I said on air that my daughter, who's 10, said about football. She's like, Dad, I'm starting to get to know the names. Why are you talking about Baker Mayfield all the time? I'm like, oh, he's a controversial quarterback. Oh, I thought you were talking about a baker and not a quarterback. <laughs> and I thought it was about bread. So, yeah, kids say cute things. And now we're hungry. But I'm with you. Get them out of the press conferences. I mean, come on. There you go. Come on over to my yeah. side. Yeah. In fact, I don't even want them in the building. I don't even want them in Arizona. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, sorry. I was, trying, I was trying to get on board with the team. <laughs> <laughs> Samter's giving us the break sign. All right. Coming up next, of course, we want to hear from you. We also have a guy who's already been named rookie of the year by the pro football writers association garrett wilson of your and samters new york jets is going to join us in just a moment don't move more maggie and pearl off right after this for the first time ever stream the super bowl for free super bowl 57 on westwood one is sunday february 12th catch all the action on the odyssey app on westwood one sports.com via westwood one station streams or by asking alexa to open westwood one sports it's all sponsored by autozone get in the zone autozone the free autozone fix finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause your check engine light for free and get you back on the road restrictions apply get in the zone auto zone and maggie of course we are in new york normally but now that we're out here in arizona we have a guest that i think all of new york is excited about absolutely he's already been named the pro football writers association rookie of the year over 1100 yards receiving for Samter's New York Jets, Garrett Wilson is here joining us today on behalf of Old Spice Swagger Deodorants and Body Washes, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Congratulations on a great season. That's Thank fantastic. You so much. Appreciate you Do you want to just on. talk Ohio State, though? Because I feel like that's where we're <laughs> talking about Ohio <laughs> State has <laughs> become like wide receiver you, and you're a big part of that. Obviously, some of your former teammates. Like, how much pride do you have in the fact that all of these incredible receivers are having an impact right away in the NFL? Yeah. Um, a lot of pride in it. It's something that, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Um, knowing Coach Hardline, knowing the guys over there, you know, they go about things the right way. And, um, you know, the best thing about it, I was just telling y'all, is that the young dudes are better than all of us. You know, they're coming in, and every year they get better. So, Tell us who's better than you um, coming in. I mean, who, that's coming in right now? Four there. Uh, yeah, you mean got Marvin, oh. Jackson, Mecca. Should Marvin Harrison Jr. just be able to come out and play in the pros right now? I mean, if that was the case, he'd be all right. Like, I'm confident he would come in and win rookie of the year or something. I'm what confident. was the room? So, Jamison Williams was with you, right? And what what was, you know, Alave. How many NFL guys were in the wide receiver room at once during your um, three years at Ohio State? I mean, we were all in there as freshmen, young dudes, and Chris was a sophomore, and then we had some, some NFL guys that were older. So, if you include that, it was probably about eight. <laughs> Can you Probably name about them all? eight name of us? Um, KJ Hill, Benjamin Victor, Austin Mack. Um, what that is three? Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned me, Chris, yeah. Chris J Mo. Uh, it was probably six actually. Yeah, <laughs> me, Chris, J Mo. Marvin got there a little. Yeah, bit. he yeah. got there yeah, later. Yeah. So it would have been six. That would have been yeah. top six. 
I, I, I actually wanted to ask this, and Maggie, we were talking about this before, she said no. I wanted you to rank the all-time. Do you realize Odell and Landry were with five LSU wide receivers together who were NFL, and Sammy Watkins and Nuke Hopkins and all these guys were at Clemson at once. Yeah. I think you could argue Ohio I said, State is Jam- still the best. I know, but I was saying, how about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Terrace Marshall, they had him, and yep. uh, he's with the Panthers now. Oh. It's a great group. Yeah. I, do, you get, was, do you get competitive about who are the best uh, wide receiver groups in college, or you let that go? So with Elijah being being in the locker room, oh, yeah. him being with my <laughs> best good. friends, you know, yeah. they, they were at Ole Miss, and yeah. he's confident in his room. Um, that was not bad. No, they had a great room, too. But, uh, you know, we just like talking trash, and I let them know that we're a little better. They had a good room, too, though. That's all. So speaking of talking trash, I think a lot of people are curious about what your relationship is like with Sauce Gardner because he's likely going to be defensive rookie of the year, you know, the one-on-ones in practice between you guys is what? Um, I mean, it's fun. You know, we both talk trash. We both got a little personality, and we both love playing. You know, and you can tell when you uh, when you watch us. You know, we're out there having fun, just talking, talking trash, not eat, not talking trash, just talking about ball, talking about anything. You know, um, it's always fun out there. So, yeah, I mean, with Sauce, it's uh, we're both super competitive too, though. So, you know, if we don't win, we're gonna let each other know, and it, <laughs> it makes for a good practice. You know, we always get something out of it. So you're a rookie, though. Could you talk trash in real games to other teams, or is that something you got to wait a little bit in the NFL? Um, I mean, I didn't wait, but <laughs> I don't know how they feel about it. I didn't wait. I'm, I'm a trash talker, and that's just who I am. Give and, us an um, example. Yeah, like, who are you yeah, talking wh- trash to this year? Uh, that's probably not the best idea well, I give you What would you say? Say I'm a cornerback, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lock you down one-on-one. What would you say back? If you said that, I'd probably be like, <laughs> all right. That's all. <laughs> like a little – that's all. That's all. But like when I'm initiating the the talk, the trash talking, then then you know, okay. then it's bad. But if they're gonna say that to me, I'll probably just say something back. Like, all right, we'll see. I'll lock you down, Garrett. I believe that. Hey, I'm the long corner. If you stay in phase, no one catching that ball over you. Yeah, yeah. It takes me a little while for my hips to turn. So as long like as you full, don't go too deep, like I'll a full okay. business day. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Garrett Wilson is joining us on behalf of Old Spice Swagger deodorants and body washes, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. What would you say was the bright spot for you this season? Um, the uh, the Browns game. You know, that was oh, a, yeah. a game where we had no business winning, if we're being honest, and uh, you know, just powering through in that in in Ohio, back in Ohio where I grew up yep. and went to school and. Um, it was just a really cool moment for me and something I'll, you know, tell my kids about when that time comes, you know. So, um, yeah, just a really special, special game overall. What was the most challenging moment? Because you guys went through injuries, you went through quarterback changes, now you've had some coaching changes. What was most challenging? Um, probably when the, the losing skid got to, like, six or, or five. Um, yeah, it was tough. You know, we had lost another game, I think, to the Lions. I think to the Lions. And, um, yeah, it was frustrating. You know, we, we – but like you know, we should have been um, booked a spot to the playoffs by now, and we here we are still in the same you know same amount of wins as we were, and um, you know just being the competitors that we are and, and having the love for the game like we do, you know that's where none of us wanted to be. You know we wanted to uh, go out there and win and prove the whole you know nation wrong. We didn't do that, and we felt like you know we left some plays out on the field, and it was really frustrating us. So talking to New York Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. So during the losing streak, there was a lot of attention paid to quarterback. How is that for the rest of the offense to know that, you know, there were different guys coming in and there was a lot of reaction, especially to Zach Wilson from fans and the media. Was it tough to deal with the sort of back and forth of that situation? Um, I won't say it was tough. You know, it, it's, it was what you made of it, you know. So for me, 
and a lot of the guys in the room, you know, we just want to make sure that we were getting better and, and no matter who was catching the ball, we were going to be ready, you know, and that was kind of the mindset. And um, I mean, the reality of it was, you know, you know, practice weeks were a little different based on, you know, who was out there at quarterback, who was behind center. And, and um, you know, we, we had to adapt. You know, we play receiver. It's not overly complicated. Catch the ball when it's thrown your way, you know. And um, the receivers that, you know, and the guys that kept that mindset about doing their job, you know, I feel like um, are the ones you saw stay, you know, successful throughout the whole season. When you guys went to Idaho before the season started, it was like the receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. If we had told you during that trip that at some point Zach Wilson was going to get benched during the season, like what would your reaction been going back to preseason? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you for sure, you know. Um, and that was a great vacation, by the way. It was like a top five, <laughs> top five vacation. The I didn't Instagram know pictures look pretty. Yeah, good. I didn't know Idaho even had that available, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have believed you, and and um, you know, the mindset is with Zach. You know, we're still all confident in his ability and that and that he's um. You know, we've all seen him at practice. He's got all the intangibles, you know, so so um, we'll stand by Zach, you know, and forever. And, um, yeah. It's funny because after the season, Robert Sala said he needs to get away from football, right? Like, just take a break and go read a book, I think, as he said, or go sit on a beach or something like that. And we were talking to a quarterback friend of ours, a former quarterback, Ryan Leaf, who said, do the opposite. Get obsessed mm. with football. Don't yeah. get away. Get obsessed. If that was you. And say you turned in a performance that you didn't particularly love. Would you want to clear your head, or would you dive in double and just get totally obsessed? Um, you know, everyone's different. Yeah. But um, me personally, I'd, I mean, I know how I'd go. I wouldn't, yeah, I would be trying to fix what I messed up right away. And that for me, that's putting in reps, you know, putting in reps at what I was mess messing up at. Um, but, yeah, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's got, you know, their own mental space they got to take care of, and, and that's their priority. And um, But, yeah, you know, that's how I would go about it. I mean, you must – here a name that has come up with the Jets a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you got a, uh, if you know Aaron Rodgers called you up and said, "Hey, would you like to catch passes from me next year?" What would you say to Aaron? <laughs> I probably, uh, I don't know, man. I probably have a tear, tear of joy come down. I mean, that's one of the, it's <laughs> one of the greatest players of all time. And and for him to even know my name or say he wanted to throw me the ball, I would, I'd probably cry, bro. For real, you know, that's a, that's a goat. I think that would be pretty good, actually. Nah. I, I think Aaron Rodgers throws a nice football. I think oh, he yeah. get downfield. He does. If you had to pitch him on why he should come to the Jets, say over the Raiders, what would you say? Um, the young, the influx of young talent. You know, we got a we got a better team than the Raiders. You know, I don't know who's listening. We got a better team than the Raiders. <laughs> well, we're on in Las Vegas. Yeah. So uh, we got a. <laughs> you might get a reaction from that. <laughs> no, we got a better team than them, and uh, and and at the end of the day, I feel like that's all I would go look roster, go look at the rosters, go look at the how we played last year, go look at the analytics, and you'll see that we had every piece. You know, so. Um, you come in and we're going to have a chance to do something special is what I'll tell them. What is it about the Jets roster that's better than other teams? What yeah, um, we, I mean, we got a top five defense in the league. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this year the, the failures of um, not making the playoffs and getting to where we wanted to, you know, strictly fell on, on the offensive side of the ball and not finishing drives, not finishing the season, um, not finishing, you know, whatever it was. And, and um, to make sure that doesn't happen again, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do. But. Um, yeah, you know, the defense is, is top-notch and the special team is top-notch. You know, it's just about playing well, playing good offensive ball and, and helping helping our defense out, you know, so. Well, offensively, I mean, you still put up incredible production, over 1,100 yards, as I mentioned, with three different quarterbacks throwing to you throughout the season, which is really, I imagine, difficult to do. Garrett Wilson from the New York Jets joining us uh, on behalf of Old Spice Swagger, which we can see you're totally yeah. swagged out here.
yeah, um, you know, I've been blessed to work with the Old Spice, you know, throughout this week and, and throughout my uh, time in the NFL. And, and for me, it's just about, you know, being out there in front of the bright lights and being under pressure, but not having to worry about how I'm smelling, not having to worry <laughs> yeah. about anything except for the task at hand, you know. So for me, what helps me get to that point is Old Spice Swagger. And um, it's a great product, and I'm like I said, I'm really excited to be working with them. Okay, so, wait, sorry. Yeah. The, the Mike White obsession that is yeah. uh, um, like throughout New York City, which I'm sure you know. It seems like the team, your team, everyone on your team loves this guy. Yeah. What is it about Mike White? Um, I don't know, man. I, I love him. Uh, it's probably the SoFlo SoFlo sauce. That's South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got a little. Uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. He's got a. He's got a. He's he's uh he's worldly. That's the best way I could put it. He's okay. worldly. He'll talk to. He can talk to anyone. He's uh, very easy to get along with. Very personable dude, and and um, I like him. Hold on. Uh, I have one more Old Spice question, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. You're wearing an Old Spice T-shirt. I have that Old Spice T-shirt. Yeah. I've gone through many Super Bowls. Flex. You're wearing this red Old Spice hat. Can you get me one? Yeah. I hate that. I don't. Hey. I shouldn't do this on air. I can easily <laughs> ask you afterwards. You can get this off my head. You can get no, this off no, my no, head. No, no, no. I don't want. I do not want to. <laughs> oh. I do not want to. But uh, I wear. I wear my Old Spice T-shirt everywhere. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's such a cool logo." Yeah. yeah so that yeah. conversation definitely gonna happen off the. No, air. no, no, I'm no. Really no. glad you did it in the middle I of just, the interview. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. We ought to make sure the Perloff's taken care of here. Uh, Garrett, last one for you. Now this might end up really coming into your professional life here. Uh, I'm sure you saw that Aaron Rodgers was speaking at an uh, astrology webinar yesterday. I did. Really big into astrology. So we're going to ask you, what's your astrological sign? Do you know it? Um, cancer. Okay. Would you yeah. like us to read your horoscope for yeah, today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. For you, the coming days promise a busy social time. You might host a party at your home. You may feel terribly rushed and wonder if you'll be able to get everything done. Don't worry. It will all come out all right. I mean, that's spot on. Does that wow. sound like you? Are you yeah. hosting a party soon? Super Bowl party? I'm not hosting a party, but the social thing, that's spot on. That's, that's impressive. You're going to, like, meet some friends or family or something? I hope so. You know, I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Garrett, thanks so much. Congrats on, on a good rookie season. Thank really. you so much. Uh, fantastic. And, of course, Old Spice Swagger deodorants and body washes uh, give you the confidence to perform under the spotlight 24-7. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank good luck y'all. next season. Thank you so much. All right. Garrett Wilson, uh, that was a lot of fun, I'm sure, for all the Ohio State fans, the Jets fans, fantasy football yeah. fans, everybody yeah. who is listening. For all the hosts trying to get a free hat. <laughs> I'm serious. You can get this hat as soon as I'm done with it. You got it. <laughs> no, 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 Look no. At that. Memorabilia. Lucky, lucky you. Coming up, uh, we will get a, more into Aaron Rodgers. He was a guest on an astrology webinar yesterday. So what did we learn about the future Hall of Fame quarterback? We'll tell you in just a moment. Back on Maggie and Perloff. That was so interesting what Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson said about the possibility of Aaron Rodgers. He was not shy. (laughs) No, he said he would cry a tear of joy if Rodgers came, which is funny because, and listen, I think he was trying to be supportive of Zach Wilson saying, we still believe in him, we still believe in him, but I would cry a tear of joy if Aaron Rodgers came. Listen, the the Jets themselves have been open. Their head coach, Robert Sala, has said in press conferences, we're going after a veteran quarterback. So whether it's Aaron yeah. Rodgers or it's someone else, there's going to be someone in there to compete with Zach Wilson and, and most likely definitely win the job. But there's also a thought that Aaron Rodgers would mentor Zach Wilson. I know that sounds funny. In real life, quarterbacks do not mentor other quarterbacks. Yeah. But you watch the best of Zach Wilson is Aaron Rodgers. When he rolls and throws a dart yeah. 20. Zach Wilson, I still see talent there. So I don't think that's the end of Zach Wilson. If a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's only going to be there a year or two, comes in, Maybe it saves Zach Wilson. You know, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, listen, the Jets have already acknowledged that they screwed up 
by starting Zach Wilson right away. Yeah. You know, that he shouldn't have. But listen, when you're the number two overall pick, there's pressure. You're selling season tickets around this guy. You know, the fan base wants to see the young guy. They don't want to see Joe Flacco anymore. Now, the weird thing about the Jets, though, is that everyone does love Mike White. It could have just been Mike White, but that's a weird dynamic, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike White came down to earth a little bit as a quarterback. I broke it's very clear. <laughs> it's very clear they're not going to build around him because of what you mentioned that they said they're going to go after a veteran, so Derek Carr would presumably be the B choice. Now, I agree with Garrett Wilson. I think I agree that the roster might be a little better on the Jets because that defense is so elite on the Jets that it gives you a lot of leeway on offense. You could take some time to get the offense clicking where the Raiders' defense is not elite, so it better work immediately. Yeah, I – it's just two very different teams. Yes. Say better, we'd have to go like roster spot by roster spot. But you have guys in the wide receiver room for the Raiders who have already made Pro Bowls and all pros. I yeah, mean, the, the Jets, it's great. And they've, you know, but yeah. they're ascending right now. And you know, Aaron Rodgers, the whole thing about Rodgers, one of the things, he doesn't like throwing to young receivers. Yeah. He'd much rather throw to Devontae Adams and would rather throw to Renfro probably and to Darren Waller than, you know, hey, I'm going to try to get, you know, me and Elijah Moore and get You're Wilson on the same page. You think that there's going to be any chemistry with Devontae and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no, that's a great point. I no, wonder. I mean, Devontae Adams is certainly a huge selling point. But we, we watched the Raiders last year. They From top to bottom, they were not solid. So Josh McDaniels and – all those Patriots people there better have a good offseason if they're going to bring in Rodgers. Because you're in the AFC West. There's not a lot of room to screw up. And, you know, we didn't ask Garrett Wilson this, but obviously he's got a new offensive coordinator with Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. So that's clearly the selling point to bring in Rodgers, former offensive coordinator. Obviously that makes a lot of sense because you don't have to learn a new language. You don't yes. have to learn the new verbiage. And you can just sort of maybe hit the ground running a little bit more. Like, Rodgers will know everything and let everyone else adapt yeah. to him. Right, and he doesn't have to worry, do I get along with Josh McDaniels? Is this, do I, and you're exactly right about new verbiage, I think McDaniels runs a different offense, so that'd be a natural step. I mean, the Brett Favre parallels are, are weird and <laughs> eerie too, and too bizarre, crazy. and if he came, I think Brett was 9-7 and seven in his one year with the yep. Jets. If he came and was 9-7, and seven, then went back to the NFC North, it'd be just totally <laughs> yeah, uncanny. Yeah, that would be like a little weird. We need a 30 for 30. But, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, weird. The two are not far off. Well, with that in mind, let's get to it. Hit it, Sue. This was yesterday, in fact. It was Aaron Rodgers who was appearing on a webinar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is just funny in itself, about astrology. So we know Rogers big into astrology. The tattoo he has mm. that he got uh, last offseason is all about astrological signs of his godsons and things like that. So Rogers uh, was a, a guest. We thought this was a joke yesterday when we saw it. We're like, oh, this is a hoax. No, it turns out the woman he was posing with is like a world-renowned yeah. astrologer, and he called her mom at several points during the interview. I did not during know the that. webinar, according to uh, Bleacher Report, who wrote a write-up of it. It's so, not available online right now. Believe me, I checked. So Rogers does not speak to his own parents. At least he used to not speak to them. But he calls an astrologer mom. You know what? Yeah. I always thought that we Aaron Rodgers' story. To been, yeah. I mean, I always thought the Aaron Rodgers story was played out. There's nothing new he can do or come up with, <laughs> and he never disappoints. An off-season Aaron Rodgers is the best 
I hope this goes on forever. Uh, apparently, this woman, her, her name is, her last name is Silver, Deborah Silverman, I should give her credit, um, also works with the likes of Wayne Gretzky. Ooh. So even the great one uh, is uh, uses an astrologer. Two other things. Uh, Rogers opened up that he had been previously engaged when he was 28. What? Yeah, apparently this was might not have been a famous person, so we didn't know about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and also that he revealed he was born 23 days after his due date. In the what? <laughs> I know. The reason you have to know that is because if you're not familiar with astrology, and I'm getting oh, more okay. up to speed, it's very important to know the as close as you can. Obviously, the date, but the time you were born as well is that important is for what house you're in or you know how the planets sort of align he's a Sagittarius which means uh you don't like to you know follow the rules which also squares for how do I I guess I should watch seminar how does an astrologer help you because what I know of astrology is you read what you are and it's just telling you what you are how can they give advice to push it forward well I think it's maybe people don't realize they have these traits in yourself like, oh, I didn't realize oh, that, you know, maybe I'm not a rule follower or Aaron Rodgers isn't a rule follower. So maybe that's why he pushes back on coaches or that's why this or that. So can the astrologer, can they give game day advice? <laughs> yeah. uh, the moons <laughs> the moons have aligned. You need to go to play action more often against the Bears on Sunday. I think the stars are telling us that they're going to be a blitz-heavy front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, the, uh, actually, the way the moon and the Virgo are crossing right now means you're going to see a two-safety look in the it's first too half. too high, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Aaron Rodgers, it's unbelievable because – there is fatigue about Aaron Rodgers. We had a guest on who said they don't even want to hear about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Yeah, that was Kay Adams. It's absolutely original, and it's just February. It's going to be six months of this, and I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> six months? It's like a groundhog comes out of their shadows. like, we have six more weeks of Aaron Rodgers doing well, and also bizarre th things. There's a real, real question about another team again, which seems like a repeat. Uh, well, wait a minute. Sorry. One thing back yeah. to the astrology. Yeah. Because you had said you thought that Rogers got into this through Shailene Woodley. Well, no, I know they met through an astrologer. So apparently it was actually Danica Patrick who introduced Rogers to this woman, Deborah Silver. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Man. I mean, listen, if you're a NASCAR driver, I would understand why you'd want to know a little astrology, maybe a little fortune telling. <laughs> it's like, how's the race going to go? I yeah, really want to know. Am I going to die I gonna this crash? weekend? Yes. Yeah, I, I might want to know that. So. That. I mean, that was a pretty good couple, Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers. I like them. I think that Aaron <laughs> broke her heart. I be, I remember on social media. Yeah, Danica came into the Dan Patrick show a lot because they had this great Sports Center commercial where there was a D Patrick parking spot outside, right. and I remember that Dan one. pulled into Danica's spot. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, my bad." And he walked away and hit the keys for the lot. But she came in and she was really, really nice and really cool. Yeah, I, I was rooting for those two kids to make it work. <laughs> Aw, I'm sorry they disappointed you. Yeah, yeah, celebrity no. couples. Shailene Woodley, not so much. Um, Rogers also responded uh, on the Pat McAfee show. There were some allegations that he just won the Pebble Beach Pro Am right. this week, and there were some allegations made by the guy who came in second place that Rogers was sandbagging his handicap. Oh, okay. Um, basically. What they do at Pebble Beach is you give your actual handicap in golf, and then they add a couple points to it because the crowd, the course, like, so Rogers, I guess, is a three handicap. And, yeah, three handicap, and I think they had ten points to it. So Keith Mitchell, who is a PGA pro who was playing with Josh Allen, who came in second, uh, basically called him out. Uh, Stu, can we play a little?
Wow. So Rogers responded today on McAfee. Let's hear it. I mean, cheating in golf really reveals a man's character, doesn't know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, great. We, we already have the hot take about Nick Sirianni's kids. Now you're going to call Aaron Rodgers a golf cheater? No, no, no. I mean, there is one area of sensitivity for golfers. I know. Um, it's a gentleman's sport. And I've told you this before. Every quarterback I've ever met, their number one obsession is football, but not far behind, is golf. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, you name you, Mahomes. Mahomes is obsessed with golf. I'm just hoping, you know, as the Bills fan that I am, that not only the loss to the to the Bengals, obviously, but this loss in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am puts the proper chip on Josh Allen's shoulder <laughs> for next season. <laughs> Whatever bulletin board material you possibly need. I don't uh, know if Josh Allen's the problem. No, I, I don't think he is, although he wasn't great in that game. Oh. <laughs> Let's call it like it is. Uh, okay. Lots of fun here on Radio Row. The chat is going crazy right now. If you're listening to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio, that's fantastic. Keep doing that. If you'd like to get involved and watch the show, you can go to YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Coming up, what would be the right compensation if the Packers are to trade Aaron Rodgers? Former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrov, is going to join us in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row in Phoenix after this.